Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. The greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding, counter spy. Classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now step back into our time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Brian Donlevy in an episode of Dangerous Assignment going back 72 years to June 19, 1951, Assignment Japan. And we thank you for tuning in on this Monday. This is the 19th day of June. It is the 170th day of the year, 195 days remaining until we get to 2024. Congress abolishing slavery in the U.S. territories on this date in 1862. In 1865, General Gordon Granger informed the citizens of Galveston, Texas, that the slaves had been freed. The celebration of the day became known as Juneteenth. It is now a federal holiday. The Federal Communications Commission created in 1934... Also in 1949, NASCAR sanctioning the first strictly stock race, which would evolve into the modern uh, NASCAR uh, Cup races. Jim Roper winning that event. 1953, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg executed following their conviction for spying and providing top secret information to the Soviet Union. 1964, the Civil Rights Act approved following an 83-day filibuster by Democrats. Remember, folks, it was the Democrats. Also, in 1977, Pope Paul VI proclaimed John Newman the first male saint from the U.S. 1978, the first comic strip of Garfield published. This day is considered the Fat Cat's birthday. Uh, Let's see, 1987, the Supreme Court struck down a Louisiana law requiring any public school teaching the theory of evolution to teach creationism as well. 2002, Afghan President Hamid Karzai sworn in. In 2012, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange requested asylum in uh, London's Ecuadorian embassy for fear of extradition to the U.S. after publication of previously classified documents, including footage of civilian killings by the U.S. Army. And in 2018, the 10 millionth U.S. patent 
was issued. Now, among those uh, passing away on this date in history, Revolutionary General Nathaniel Green, actor Ed Wynn, the man who sang Jingle Bell Rock and You Are My Special Angel, Bobby Helms, uh, passing away on this date. Also, singer-songwriter Slim Whitman, songwriter Jerry Goffin, also uh, Chekhov in the three Star Trek movies, Anton Yelchin passing away on this date, and uh, Otto Warmbier, college student detained in North Korea, only sent home when he was almost dead, and he passed away when he got back to the U.S. Uh, born on this date in history, Mo Howard, uh, band leader of the Three Stooges, yes. Uh, band leader Guy Lombardo, Without Guy Lombardo, they thought we would not have a New Year's Eve uh, because he welcomed in so many New Year's. Uh, baseball player Lou Gehrig, musician Lester Flat, Lou Grant, uh, the publisher of the newspaper, Nancy Marchant, from Shirley and Lee and Shirley and Company, Shirley Goodman, singer, uh, born on this date, and a real tough man pro wrestler. I mean, we've talked about Harley Race. He was a tough man. Wahoo McDaniel, not only a football player, but a pro wrestler. So many stories as to things he did along the way. Uh, Wahoo McDaniel, born on this date. I did get to meet him before he passed. It was an amazing experience. Uh, actress Gina Rollins is 93 today. From the musical group Spanky and Our Gang, Elaine Spanky McFarland, 81 today. The man who uh, wrote the Satanic Verses, Salman Rushdie, is 76. She was Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show, Felicia Rashad, 75. Uh, from Hart, Ann Wilson is 73. Actress Kathleen Turner, 69. Paula Abdul, 61. Mia Sara is 56. Zoe Saldana from the Star Trek movies and Avatar and Guardians of the Galaxy in the Avengers movies. Zoe Saldana is 45. Uh, the rapper Macklemore, thrift shop, 40 years old. From Grey's Anatomy, Giacomo Giannotti is 34. And from the middle, Attica Schaefer is 24. Those some of the people who celebrate the 19th day of June as their birthday. And if this happens to be your birthday. Hi, we're the four freshmen, and we just want to say, Happy Birthday to you! From 72 years ago, June 19th, 1951, Brian Donlevy, Dangerous Assignment, that's next on this Monday Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey gang, just a note to let you know that we've notified all of our radio stations that our final episode of Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox will be broadcast on all of our radio stations on June 30th of 2023. It is not something of your radio station. It's not because you haven't been responsive. It's because my doctors have said I need to take time off and I need to take a significant time off. I can no longer work 90 hours a week. It's just that simple. So to let you know, uh, listen to the shows, enjoy the shows while you can. Go to our friend Ted at RadioMemories.com. He supplies a lot of shows. And go to our webpage at ClassicRadio.stream and learn how you can build your own classic radio collection. But again, June 30th, we'll end Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite radio station. June 19th, 1951, 72 years ago today, Brian Dunleavy, Dangerous Assignment. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Dunleavy as Steve Mitchell. Danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though. Trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to wind up with me in a spot where, if I play my cards just right, only one guy will get killed. Me. Morning, Commissioner. Steve, welcome back. Your vacation lasts long enough? Do they ever. Well, your plane leaves for Japan in one hour. Brother, you just don't waste a minute. Japan? <laughs> Last time I was there, as I remember, I was shot at, stabbed, and beaten up in that order. Well, cheer up, Steve. If you're lucky, this time you'll only get blown up. Oh, you're a real clown this morning. Unfortunately, I'm not kidding. Well, in that case, I better go out and not come back in again. Ah, oh, Steve, there's no time for foolishness. What's the deal? Just what I told you a moment ago. You mean getting blown up? Exactly. Steve, as you know, negotiations for a just peace treaty with Japan have dragged on for a long time now. What's holding them up? Two different groups who are diametrically opposed to each other. One of them is the same set of interests which seem to be bucking us all over the world. But the other is a small but rabid nationalist sect, actually an organization of fanatics. And we're right in the middle, eh? Fine. But I still don't see what this has got to do with getting blown up. Steve, during the last week, three explosions have taken place in Tokyo. Each time a man was killed, and each time that man was connected in some way with the negotiations. What? That's right. It looks very much like somebody has chosen a very effective method of sabotaging the negotiations. Uh, have we any idea which outfit is behind the explosion? That's what you're going over there to find out. 
And as of right now, you're racing the clock, Steve. How so? In just three days, we're playing our trump card at the final conference in Tokyo. We're going to produce a surprise visitor. Oh? The very presence of this man in that area will, we hope, go a long way toward restoring the situation and paving the way for our lasting peace in the Orient. Sounds like a pretty important guy. He is indeed, and for that reason, his trip to Tokyo and present there must be kept in absolute secret until the time of his surprise appearance at the conference. I see. Who is he, Commissioner? His code name for the mission is Mr. Big. As for his real name, here it is on this piece of paper. It's been classified for sight only. Take a look. Hey. Yes. Now you see why it's vital we find out who's responsible for those bombings and stop them in a hurry. Get over to Tokyo, Steve, and go to work on it fast. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck. National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Well, I've been handed some rough ones in my time, but never one like this. Fly to Tokyo and find out who's blowing up people. Stop them before our Mr. Big arrives on the scene and incidentally try to keep likewise from happening to me. It's Wednesday when my plane lands in Tokyo and I head for Army Intelligence and Major Ferguson. Well, looks like we've got a real deal on our hands, Mitchell. Yeah. As I understand it, Major, the explosion seemed to be intended for people who have some connection with the treaty negotiations. That's right. But unfortunately, the explosions have killed a lot of other people, too. Whatever they're using, it's plenty powerful. You think they're time bombs? Oh, definitely not. How can you be sure? Well, at the start, we figured they were. But after we switched the times of a couple of meetings at the last moment and the explosion still took place, why, then we knew better. Mm -hmm. How about the possibility of there being contact bombs? You mean booby traps? Yeah. Well, I don't see how they could be that either. We've also switched the location of meetings at the last minute. That hasn't done any good. I see. You ever considered the possibility that these might be remote-controlled explosions, Ferguson? Yes, yes, I have, Mitchell. I know it sounds a little fantastic, but it is a possibility. If that's what we're up against, though, boy, we're really in trouble. Oh, excuse me. Major Ferguson. What? Where? I see. Okay. Trouble? I'll say another explosion. Come on. Ten minutes later, Ferguson and I arrived at the scene. It's a government office building. The explosion apparently took place in an elevator on its way up. Ferguson questions the building guard, and I nose around a little. When he's through, we get together and compare notes. Three people in the elevator at the time, Mitchell. Not much left of any of them. Who were they? Well, a diplomat named Saguchi. He was apparently the target. The other two were a switchboard operator and a messenger who was on his way to an office on the third floor. I see. Well, it sure knocks this time bomb theory. Yeah. How do you know what instant your target's going to be in an elevator? That's right. There's no way the bomb could have been dropped from the top of the elevator shaft either. I checked on the roof. There's a radar installation up there, heavily guarded. Now, there's another thing. The guard told me the entire building had been searched only yesterday, so I don't see how the explosive could have been hidden anywhere around. Wait a minute. What? I just thought of something. We've established that the bomb couldn't have been dropped from the top of the elevator shaft, but that still leaves the doors on the various floors. You think somebody could have shoved the bomb into the shaft from one of the doors? I don't know. That's what I'm going to try and find out right now. I'll check with you later. No soap. 
Find out anything, Mitchell? Uh, just that it's impossible to open any of these doors into the shaft while the elevator is in motion, uh-huh. so there goes another lead out the window. Well, cheer up. Maybe one just flew in. What do you mean? Remember I told you there were three passengers in the elevator at the time of the explosion? That's right. Sagachi, a switchboard operator, and a messenger. So what? Well, the guard at the entrance told me that the messenger signed in to go to an office on the third floor. As a matter of routine, I checked the third floor office. They told me they'd never sent for a messenger. What? Huh? That's right. Was this messenger from a regular messenger service? Seemed to be. He was wearing one of their uniforms. Let's call the messenger service and check up, huh? That's my thought, too. Yeah, there's a phone in here, I think. Go ahead. Thanks. Got the number? Yeah. You know something? I hope they did send a messenger over here. So do I. Hello? Oh, uh, hello. This is Major Ferguson, Army Intelligence. Oh, yes. Did you send a messenger to a third-floor office of the Ogaya building during the last hour? Oh, no, they don't. I... Are you sure of that? Oh, yes, very sure. Uh, okay, thanks. They didn't send him, huh? No, they didn't send him. Well, that's just dandy. Yeah, so that explains how the bomb got into the elevator. A phony messenger carried it in. You know what that means? Sure, I know what it means. One of two things. Either the bomb went off ahead of schedule... Or else it went off right on schedule. Yeah. If so, Ferguson, that means we're up against a pretty highly organized bunch of kamikaze boys. Uh, that's the one thing we didn't figure, Mitchell. Human bombs. I walk to the window and stand there looking out over Tokyo. Pretty soon, Major Ferguson comes up beside me. There's a lot of people down there, Mitchell. Yeah, how many? About five million, I guess. And we're supposed to reach out into that five million and put our finger on a few gents who are walking around with dynamite up their sleeves. A real breeze, huh? Sure. Judging from their past record, they're a pretty... Highly organized outfit. I don't doubt that. The worst part of it is we've got to smash them right now before anything happens to Mr. Big. He's scheduled to arrive this evening, isn't he? That's right. Oh, uh, were you a little surprised to see who Mr. Big is, Mitchell? Yeah. So was I. I didn't think they'd go up that high. But that's what's going to put the pressure on us in this deal, the time element. Wait a minute. We don't have any leads at all on this outfit, do we? We sure don't. Then instead of going out looking for them, why don't we let them come looking for us? How? Are there any more meetings or conference scheduled for the near future? Yes, there's one of them for this afternoon, as a matter of fact. But with the circumstances what they are, maybe we'd better recommend they cancel it. No, let's not. But if we... Oh, I think I get it. We let the word out, the conference will be held as scheduled, huh? That's right. Only we'll tip off the principals not to show up. Instead, you and I will be waiting in the vicinity. That's a good idea. There's only one thing wrong with it. Yeah, if it works, we may wind up heroes, dead ones. like our idea wasn't so hot, Steve. Meeting was scheduled for that building across the street. We've been watching the entrance for an hour now. Yeah, there's no chance anybody could slip in any of the other entrances, is there? No, they're all locked up tight. You think these buzz bomb boys would have found out we tipped off the delegates to this meeting not to show up? Well, I don't see how. We tipped them off personally, so as far as anybody else knows, the delegates should be arriving any minute now. Hold it. What is it? Looks like somebody else is arriving. Isn't that little guy coming along the sidewalk this side of the street? Yeah. Look at him. Pretty fidgety. Yeah, he's trying to look in every direction at once. Stop. Look, he's staring at the entrance of the building. Let's close in real easy. Right. Think he's our boy? I don't know. Look at the way he's sweating, will you? I'd sweat too if I was about to blow myself up. Keeps making false starts across the street. Probably trying to get up nerve. Mm-hmm. I thought these bonsai boys never hesitated. Yeah, so did I. Look, when we grab him, grab him easy. 
Don't worry. I've got no desire to go up in smoke. This one... Look! Yeah. He sees us. Starting to run. Come on. Detective to that alley. Yeah. After him. Come on. We're gaining on him. I got him. Please. Please don't let go. Pull his coat back for us. All right. Come on. Oh, brother, will you look at that? Yeah. Dynamite strapped all around Steve, him. Steve, keep his arm steady. He's got a wire leading to one hand. I see it. Don't breathe. Let go. Please. Look, Buster. One move out of you and this hammerlock's going to cost you an arm. Breathe. Just stand real still. He is. He is all right. Okay, I've got the wire now, Steve. I don't think he can pull the trigger on us. Wow. How fair them. Better to be dead. How fair them. Well, what do you know? Lost his nerve, I guess. Lucky for us. Okay. Look, bomb boy. Who's backing this operation? Who's your boss? Oh, I've failed him. I said, who's your boss? Uh, not know. Now, look. Please. Osaki, tell the truth. Not know who Rita is. Meet at night, dark room. Please, you must protect me. Yeah. You'd better spill a lot more before you start talking about protection. But the only thing I know is the name of one other like myself. Come on, let's have it. Name, Toshimoto. Is only other one I know. How about his address? Yes, yes. Give that to you. Nashimoto has been assigned mission for today. We'll be leaving his home soon to go to a place where he pick up explosives. Okay, we better not lose any time. Please, you must protect me. They kill me because I have feared them. Don't worry, we keep you on ice. We don't want the law to be cheated. Well, Mitchell looks like we've got a lead anyway. Tashimoto. Yeah, look, some of the other bonsai boys may have seen us grab Osaki just now. Yeah, in that case, we'd better give him a few wrong ideas before we go after Tashimoto. Just what I was thinking. We'll take Osaki back to headquarters, and then you take off fast in the wrong direction like you're on a hot lead. Right. I'll give you a few minutes start, and then I'll head in the other direction to Tashimoto's address, see if I can tail him to their headquarters. We go back to headquarters, and Ferguson takes off. I wait a while, and then head for Tashimoto's house. I stay across the street under cover, and about 20 minutes later, out comes Tashimoto. I recognize him from the description Osaki had given us. A neat-looking little gent with thick glasses, straw hat, bow tie, and a cane. Walks to the corner and climbs on a streetcar. I get on after him. Streetcar's loaded with kids. Tashimoto finds a seat near the front of the car, and I slip onto one across the aisle and a few seats down. Next to me sits a plump little character with a big grin. Oh, so you American. Huh? Oh, yeah. You son. What? You fan. Fan? Oh, yes. There is strike three, out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a baseball fan, yeah, yeah, oh, sure. Yes. You go to board game? No. Hey, wait, is that where all these kids are heading? Oh, yes, to board park. Most regrets, I cannot do same. Got to work? No, got wife. Oh. <laughs> please, please tell me answer to big question in my life. Has bothered me for a long time. Look, I'm no marriage counselor. Oh, no, 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 no. Qu- question is... Uh, is Mickey Mantar red hot rookie like they say? The little gent it's talks on, average. reciting batting averages, but I'm not paying much attention to him. My eyes are on the back of Tashimoto's neck, and I'm just hoping he's going to headquarters to pick up a load of explosives so we can find out where it is and round up the whole outfit before Mr. Big arrives in this neck of the woods. Finally, the little baseball fan gets off, and then I stiffen as the car starts up again. Tashimoto stands up, turns around, walks in my direction. He stops beside my seat, gives me a deep bow and a polite smile. Good afternoon, Mr. Mitchell. Well, please, may I sit beside you? Hey, but... Thank you so much. I, as you know, am Tashimoto. Hey, wait a minute. How'd you know my name? Oh, I have been expecting you, Mr. Mitchell. Expecting me? I don't get it. No? 
It is very simple. Osaki... Wait a minute. Osaki was just giving us a routine and we fell for it right into the trap. He no doubt convinced you he had lost his nerve. Actually, he is of highest courage and self-sacrifice. He has yielded to me, the reader, the final glory. From June 19th, 1951, Brian Donlevy, Dangerous Assignment on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on a Monday. The news from 72 years ago today follows these important messages from your favorite radio station. Just going to take a minute here to tell you about the big savings going on now, the clearance sale at MyPillow.com. And you know, I've talked about how in my office, I have a pair of My Slippers, and they're really comfortable, and they're on clearance right now. The MyPillow.com slippers, $25 a pair, limit 10. And I would buy three or four more pairs. Unfortunately, they're out of my size. They also have sheets, pillowcases, clothing items, all on special right now. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the clearance tab at the top of the page, use my promo code Wyatt, or call 1-800-928-4715. Limited sizes remaining in the MyPillow slippers, limited colors on other items. MyPillow.com, clearance tab, promo code Wyatt, one 800 928-4715. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox here on this Monday edition on your favorite station. Listening to an episode of Dangerous Assignment starring Brian Dunleavy as it was originally broadcast Tuesday, June 19th, 1951. In the newspapers of that Tuesday, 72 years ago, these were some of the headlines. The Senate Banking Committee Tuesday approved an eight-month extension of wage, price, and rent control legislation but voted to scuttle two future beef price rollback orders. The vote on the extension was 7-6. to six. It completed all but formal action by the committee on a bill to carry the Defense Production Act to March 1, 1952. The present act expires June 30th. But the Senate committee also wrote in a provision allowing a pavement period of 18 months instead of the present 15 for installment buying of automobiles nor could the Federal Reserve Board require more than one-third down on automobiles. The House Banking Committee voted Monday night to knock out the beef rollbacks of 4.5% each on August 1st and October 1st. These were ordered by price stabilizer Michael V. DeSalle and would be in addition to a 10% rollback in the price of live cattle already in effect. President Truman signed into law Tuesday a bill including for the first time ever a start toward universal military training. Secretary of Defense George C. Marshall, one of a number of military congressional and other leaders witnessing the ceremony, hailed it with reservations as a step of historic significance. And Marshall adding, quoting, it will enable us to face the uncertainties of an explosive international situation with the knowledge that we can be strong militarily without having to imperil our security economically, no matter how long the present world tension may continue. 
and it will permit us thereafter to continue strong militarily in keeping with our great purpose of promoting the peace of the world. The new law also lowers the draft age from 19 to 18 and a half years, requires 24 instead of the present 21-month service, and continues the draft in effect until July 1, 1955. It makes no change in the present maximum draft age of 25 years. United Nations troops challenged the communists to stand and fight all along the Korean battle line Tuesday while their planes ripped up a red jet plane fleet for the third straight day. Ernest Horbrecht, writing for United Press, says despite signs of a new Chinese communist troop buildup, Allied GIs ranged ahead of their lines for distances of up to five miles. Seeking firm contact with the enemy, they met real resistance only in one sector along the eastern front. North America's ability to detect enemy air attacks will be tested in a combined tactical exercise Friday of United States Armed Forces and the newly activated Canadian Air Defense Unit, the USAF Air Defense Command announced on Tuesday at Colorado Springs. The military exercise will proceed two-day aircraft spotting and reporting maneuvers of some 210,000 civilian ground observers in the U.S. Saturday and Sunday. 900 pilots and co-pilots went on strike against United Airlines Tuesday, halting all flights on the company's 13,250 miles of routes extending from the East Coast westward to Honolulu. David L. Bernke, president of the AFL Airline Pilots Association, announced shortly before dawn that pilots had culminated their long pay dispute with the airlines by a walkout. Britain ordered a strict licensing control of all exports to China and Hong Kong Tuesday to keep war materials from reaching the communists in Korea. Sir Hartley Shawcross, president of the Board of Trade, told the House of Commons the new licensing control will become effective July 25th. A burglar spurned the cash register at Ayers Market in Wakefield, Massachusetts Monday, but he did take 50 pounds of choice beef. And though some of the day's top news stories as reported in the newspapers of Tuesday, June 19, 1951, on your radio Dangerous Assignment, which continues now on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. What are you talking about? You no doubt believe that I was on my way to pick up some explosives. Yeah. Actually, they are already on my person. Huh? Wait a minute. Oh, no. Please, to sit very still. Observe my hands. One of them holds a cane. But the other is resting on this little watch chain across my vest. That's the trigger? That is the trigger. One slight pull on this watch chain. And we both go up and smoke. And pity of it would be all happy children here in the streetcar. Children? Hey, look, Tasha Mordo. And that, of course, is precisely why I selected the streetcar. Mr. Mitchell, it is not a very warm day, yet you perspire freely. Okay, let's quit playing cat and mouse. What happens now? First, I tell you what happens if you do not do exactly as I say. I pull on the watch chain. The streetcar and everyone in it is blown up. Okay, okay, I believe you. So you're calling the shots. And as saying goes, I have you completely in my power. No? Oh, get to the point, Tashimoto. What do you want me to do? Very simple, Mr. Mitchell. I want you to take me to meet a friend of yours. Friend of mine? Who do you mean? 
I believe you call him Mr. Big. June 19th, 1951, Dangerous Assignment. The conclusion follows these messages on this Monday Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. A little unusual Tuesday's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox, an episode of Dr. Christian, but no Gene Hersholt. Claude Rain spilling in for Gene Hersholt is Dr. Alexander Webb, and that is a, uh, well, shall we say, an interesting episode entitled The Lady and the Wolf. That'll be coming up on uh, tomorrow's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Now the conclusion of Dangerous Assignment, Assignment Japan, June 19th, 1951. I stare at Tashimoto. I don't think he's kidding. That's why I'm sweating. He just sits there with his cane in one hand and the watch chain in the other, giving me that polite smile. Mr. Mitchell, you look slightly pale. I'm so sorry to cause you discomfort. Yeah, I'll bet. Look, Tashimoto, you can't get away with this. Oh, but you misunderstand, Mr. Mitchell. I am not trying to get away with anything. What do you mean? I merely wish to be brought face to face with your Mr. Big. Then, sight pull on watch chain, and my mission accomplished. Glory is mine. Of all the weird... Please, Mr. Mitchell, let us keep our voices at polite level. Our conversation might prove very puzzling to some. Look, if you think I'm going to go along with your insane... I regret deeply to realize I have failed to convince you of my sincerity. Really well. I must admit failure and bring this to completion. I regret children's loss of life, but not my own. I deserve it. So... Little pull on watch chain and... Wait, hold it. Oh, so? You really aren't kidding, are you? You have reconsidered. Yeah. Yeah, I've reconsidered. Yeah, he sold me. Six others have blown themselves to bits. I stall for time while I figure out some way to jump Tashimoto without setting off the bomb. But whatever I do, I've got to do it before we get to Mr. Big. At the next stop, Tashimoto ushers me off and into a crowded cafe where he orders tea for both of us. I thought a cup of tea might restore your spirit somewhat, Mr. Mitchell. Thanks. In any event, we have certain amount of time to kill. If I may be excused for expression. Time? Yes. Your Mr. Big should be landing at airport within next five minutes. From there, he will be driven to a certain building where he will be briefed upon latest developments in situation. After that, he will be taken to the depot. He will board a special train and... Well, you... you've managed to scrape together a fair amount of information. Thank you. Since of our small organization, I alone remain, it is necessary that every step of our final mission be carefully planned out. We will intercept Mr. Big at the building here in Tokyo before he goes to the depot. Uh, any idea how we're going to get into that building? It'll probably be swarming with guards. But, Mr. Mitchell, you have credentials. It is undoubtedly known to those in charge that you are connected with what is known as the Mr. Big operation. I am certain they will admit you. And, of course, I will accompany you. You make it sound real easy. It will be. But easy or difficult... 
It is no matter. Mitchell! Hey. Uh, yes, your friend from Army Intelligence. He's coming this way. So he is. I trust that your face will betray nothing and that you will get rid of him quickly. Oh. Imagination is wonderful thing. Please, to use it. And remember, this is very crowded cafe, many people. You sure pick the places. I have judged you to be humanitarian. I've been looking all over town for you, Steve. Oh? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know you were with somebody. Huh? Oh, I'm not. What? Well, this... Well, this was the only vacant seat I could find when I came in. Oh, I see. Well, what kind of luck do you have? Uh, you mean locating our friend? Yeah. None. I lost him in the crowds. Oh? Look, Ferguson, sooner or later he'll probably go back home. Why don't you go over there and wait for him? You mean take over? Yeah, he may have spotted me. Besides, I'm beat. Well, uh... Well, okay, Steve. See you later. Extremely well done, Mr. Mitchell. You are accomplished actor. Oh, save the Oscar. I beg your pardon? Oh, skip it. What happens now? It is an eight-block walk to the building where Mr. Big will be temporarily quartered. Come. We should arrive just in time. We start a leisurely walk along the crowded street. Tashimoto just loves crowds. I'm wondering if Ferguson realized there was anything wrong. If so, he sure didn't tip it. Probably he didn't. I studied Tashimoto trying to find a weak spot, some way of catching him with his guard down, and then an idea hits me. He's got his right hand on the watch chain. The left hand's holding his cane. If I were to offer him something suddenly, he couldn't very well reach for it with a hand holding the cane. He might, just might, take his hand off the watch chain for a second before he realized it's worth a try. What is matter, Mitchell? Why do you stop suddenly? I just happen to think, do you like American cigarettes, Tashimoto? Certainly. Here, have some. What? <sighs> Why, certainly. One moment, please. This cane, I will hang it over my right wrist. So now, cigarette, please. Oh, here, take the pack. Thank you. Shall we proceed? I must give you credit for a good try, Mr. Mitchell. Ah, thanks. Indeed, I find you most worthy opponents. I should be flattered, but a compliment doesn't mean much when it comes from a guy with a worm in his brain. Mr. Mitchell, you have a most sharp tongue. What's the matter, Tashimoto? It sort of bother you that I think you're nuts? Your opinion, inaccurate as it is, does not matter. There is a mission to be performed. Otherwise, I assure you, it will give me great pleasure to... Ah, 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 I, I, I see now. You want me lose my temper, lose control, and you almost succeed. But unfortunately, almost is not quite good enough. Huh? So, so, there is building. Okay, what now? Don't tell me we just barge in the front door. Exactly. You will show your credentials to the guard. Wait, come quickly. So, a black sedan slipping down the alley from side entrance. The merest glimpse of face. Mr. Big. Are you kidding? If they were taking Mr. Big anywhere in a the car, they'd have guards swarming all over the place. Mr. Mitchell, I believe you are the one who, as you say, is kidding. One car alone attracts much less attention. And there were guards in car. So they are undoubtedly proceeding to depot, but ahead of schedule. Maybe your information was wrong. Or perhaps they moved the time up for security reason. No matter, however. They undoubtedly take roundabout route to depot to throw possible pursuers off trail. Come, we will beat them there in taxi cab. So, we wait here, Mr. Mitchell. 
From this point, we can observe all trains in the station. Look, Tashimoto, you are getting restless. Please remember how crowded this depot is. How many people you would kill if you forced me to pull this watch chain? Ah. Ah, they are here. Come. Yes, yes, the party swiftly climbs aboard the red car. We will follow. You got any ideas about how we get aboard? You persist in being too modest, Mr. Mitchell. I'm quite certain you are known to Mr. Biggs' party. Upon proper presentation of credentials, we the will... The standing in front of the platform. Very well. You know what to do. That's close enough. We'd uh, like to get aboard this car. Yes, again. Nobody gets aboard this car. Your credentials. Uh, I, I'm Steve Mitchell. Here are my credentials. Oh, they're real pretty. But nobody gets aboard. Well, okay, if you say so. We must see Mr. Big. Who? Mr. Big. Never heard of him. Talk to me. I'm Mr. Little. Uh, the train pulling out. Sure is, Tashimoto. Come. What? Hurry, run. What do? We get aboard one of our cars. Now look. Quick, quick, quick. No argument. Run. We jump aboard the train about three cars away from Mr. Big's private car. Tashimoto has me write a note asking permission to talk to Mr. Big. He makes me enclose my credentials. Then he has the conductor deliver it to Mr. Big's car. So, we not have much longer to wait, Mr. Mitchell. Conductor, I'll be back any moment. Look, Tashimoto, that gag's not gonna work. If they wouldn't let us aboard the car in the first place, they sure won't let us walk in now. Here is answer to your message. Thank you, conductor. I So... Let us read. Ah. Permission granted. What? Let me see that. But of course, read for yourself. Permission granted. Proceed to my car and show this to the guard. So, Mr. Mitchell, our long journey is almost at end. Shall we proceed? start heading for Mr. Big's car, and I know it's now or never we get to the platform between our car and the next. Over the top of the half door, I can see we're crossing a river on a trestle. If only I could get Tashimoto's hand away from that watch chain for a second, then it hits me. A way to keep him from moving his hand, I stop suddenly. He stops and turns toward me, then I grab him in a big bear hook. Let go of me! You can't pull that trigger now! You cannot hold me this way forever! It's so light. I'm slipping little by little. I know as soon as he can get a hand free, just an inch, it's curtains. I start working him toward the half door. I bend him over it. Then I give a big shove and we both fly out. Almost tears loose on me, but I hang on and we both sink. Squeeze them harder, and the bubbles fanning my cheek tells me that I'm squeezing the air right out of them. Keep the pressure on and wait. My head starts to pound, my chest hurts, and then finally he goes limp. I fall to the surface and throw him to the bank, and then I see the train has stopped on the trestle, and there's a guy running down the bank toward me. Mitchell! Mitchell! Huh? Oh, Major Ferguson. Huh. You okay? Well, I'm alive. Which is more than I thought I'd be a minute ago. I spotted Tashimoto with you in the tea room. What? Yeah, I recognized him from the description that Osaki had given. There's nothing I could do about it. I, I figured he was carrying a load of dynamite. He sure was. No, we had a sharpshooter covering him with a rifle when you started walking down the sidewalk. We decided it was too risky for a shot, so we moved up the departure schedule for Mr. Big. And when we got your note on the train, why, we knew you were still with us. Oh, why did you send us permission? Well, I was hiding in the car next to you. When you got that far, I was going to jump him. That uh, cane he was carrying, that was the trigger, wasn't it? The cane? No, no, it was the watch chain. Oh, great. Great, I was going to grab the cane. Oh. 
Oh, it's a good thing you took care of him before you opened the door into the next car. Oh, brother. Look, do me a favor, will you? Oh, sure. Get me something to wear quick. Oh, sure. Some dry clothes. Oh, no. Huh? What do you mean? A nice, comfortable straight jacket. Assignment starring Brian Donlady as Steve Mitchell with Herb Butterfield as the commissioner is written by Bob Reif and Adrian Jondo with music by Robert Armbruster and is produced and directed by Bill Karn. Be with us again next week at this time when Brian Donlady, starring in the role of Steve Mitchell, will embark on another dangerous assignment. Brian Donlevy reportedly brought Dangerous Assignment to NBC. It started out as a summer replacement series in the summer of 1949, and then they found a permanent time slot for it later in 1949. The show ran all the way until 1953. Interestingly enough, Dangerous Assignment continued uh, past that, not in the U.S., but in Australia. Uh, It was redone in 1954 with Australian actors. They recreated and broadcast 39 episodes from 1954 onwards that were replayed for a number of years. June 19, 1951, Dangerous Assignment here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Thank this radio station. Support their advertisers. It's their kindness and courtesy that allow us to be with you each and every time we roll around here on your favorite station. We appreciate them. Hope you will as well. Also, uh, visit our webpage, classicradio.stream. You can find lists of podcast sites that have our shows, or you can stream them on demand. You can learn about building a classic radio collection of your own. And if you'd like to support our show, you can buy me a coffee. The buy me a coffee money goes toward us acquiring additional classic radio collections and also maintaining our distribution channels. Classicradio.stream. Thanks for tuning in, and always tell your friends the greatest radio shows of all time are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station. <laughs>